Hey, what is going on, Liberty fans? Welcome to the Sea of Red live podcast. This is the basketball edition, and it is a Sun Tournament Week. Will, how fired up are you? Man, it's busier than uh, Pete Rose on DraftKings right now, but always great time to make time to talk a little Liberty hoops because it's tournament time, baby. Any digs we can get on Pete Rose is a good way to start the show. Let's roll. Let's roll. All right, well, again, I'm Nick. This is Will. It is a Sun Tournament Week. We've got a jam-packed show. Kyle Rode on the show. Matt Warner, the voice of Liberty Basketball and TV, is going to join us. Matt last year came on, Will, and previewed the A-Sun <coughs> tournament with us, and it was so awesome. I think he might have even enjoyed it. I'm not 100% sure, but he seemed like he was having a good time. I don't know. Those TV guys, they're really good at faking you out. Uh, but anyways, he was so good last year with the preview. Had to have him on for this. Really excited to have him on for that. Uh, before we get started, if you are watching on YouTube, Smash that like button, subscribe to a Sea of Red, all kinds of great content. We got all kinds of stuff coming up. Uh, this week, we'll be doing pre and post game shows, hopefully on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, we'll take it one day at a time, though. Tuesday, A Sun, quarterfinals, Liberty versus uh, the winner of North Florida, Bellarmine. We'll be live uh 6 30 and then right after the game as well. Uh, and then as long as we keep rolling as well. We'll be doing that. And then, of course, C-Red Podcast also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, subscribe, five-star review, all that kind of fun stuff. All right, I'm not going to yap too much because we got so much to get to. Uh, first off, uh, our show got hijacked to start off because uh, Richie McKay decided to sign a 60-year contract. Uh, how, cool is, <laughs> how cool is this, Will? I mean... I don't even know what the, we've said everything you can possibly say about the man. He is everything you, you want in a coach. He's taken Liberty to heights that I don't even know if I dreamed of, to be honest. Well, talk mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. I was thinking about this a little bit earlier when the news broke and, you know, we're seeing a lot of coaches get contract extensions under Ian McCall, which is a great thing. You know, it happened with Hugh Freeze and we won't talk about that one, <clears throat> but you know, McKay's a different case. I mean, he left and then came back. So, you know, it's good to see that he seems to be like uh, somebody that is going to stay for a really long time. We might as well name the court after him, make it uh, Coach McKay court, because what he is building and what he has built is very special. Yeah, I mean, look, it doesn't mean that he's actually going to for sure 100% be here. No one knows. No one knows. But I think it probably at least – it should make us feel good about this offseason, right? And there's going to be mm-hmm. some big-time jobs opening that, uh, I don't know, you'd have to be an idiot if you're an athletic director not to be considering this guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, again, kudos. Richie McKay, 43rd and Ken Palm is Liberty right now. It's just ridiculous. You can never overstate how how cool that is. All right, let's jump into the games. Uh, uh, we have two games against uh, the same team, Queens, uh, Liberty, 85-77 winner. This was just a really good performance, Will. On the road, Darius McGee was Darius McGee. 16th time he's been Ken Palm MVP. Uh, the only uh, guy that has more of those is a guy named Zach Eady of Purdue, who seems to be having a pretty decent season. Uh, one thing I really liked about this game, 18 of 20, 90% from the free throw line on the road. And, hey, you only win a game by eight points. That was huge. What would you think about this win, Will? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I missed the first half of this game. Um, I was traveling a little bit, and I was not in an area where I could really get to my phone and listen to uh, AY on the radio. So um, when I got home at halftime and saw the score, I was like, ah, I think we can, you know, it, it wasn't too much of a concern to me. But what uh, I know we'll talk about it in a second, but what a big difference for Darius from game one to game two. <laughs> yeah, game two, senior night, struggled a little bit. Uh, I mean, 18 points is struggle. Like, that's just ridiculous in itself. Uh, yeah. But but this game, I mean, Will, it felt like midway through, almost, almost midway through the second half, oh, Liberty might actually lose this game. Like, I, mm-hmm. I had that feeling, and I'm the most positive dude on the planet. Um, and then they went by 20. Like, the way this team can just turn it on, <laughs> I, I, I want to ask Cal wrote about this too, because I feel like it's something that you love for conference tournament time because, you know, hey, you get down in a game, you're never out of it. But it's also one of those things like, do you, you don't want to be too comfortable that, oh, yeah, we could do that because you can't always do that. But, but nonetheless, great, great game. I'll score Queens 41 to 15 over 1329. I had to check that stat like eight times. I was like, that can't be right. Uh, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> doing my math. I think I'm doing it right. So, uh, yeah. Well, what do you think about this incredible comeback win? This incredible second half at Liberty Arena. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Blake Preston was explosive in the first half, which Liberty really needed that because Liberty. I mean, for Darius, he wasn't he wasn't hitting anything, and then Colin Porter hit that first three, and. Uh, nobody else really did anything from beyond the arc after that. Um, so it just seemed that they were kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe pumped up that they were, they were going a little bit fast up tempo. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I'm not a X's and O's guys, but it just seemed like a faster game than the, in the first half than maybe what they wanted to play. I don't know if something Queens was doing that kind of got them out of their comfort zone, but, um, Man, it was just a like a crazy senior night for Darius to just explode in the second half like he did. Yeah, great point on Preston, man. I've I've sung his praises for for two years on the show, so I won't you know beat that drum again. But I, I'm really excited for him in in a Sun tournament play. I think that's really where he can shine the most in these tight games when you need to get a bucket when when you know maybe the threes aren't falling. Uh, he's just he makes those. I hate winning plays because it's so cliche and I'm, I'm a numbers nerd, but he makes the winning plays time after time. I, I just love Blake Preston's game. All right. So final standings, uh, Liberty 15 and three, that is a share of a conference title. Uh, I, I, I know Kennesaw fans. This is their first time ever doing this, but literally every team across the country, if you finish tied, you celebrate as a co-champion. It's how it works. So, yeah, I don't understand why people were bent out of shape about that, but co-champions, congrats to Kennesaw State. Great year as co-champions, and you got the number one seed, and we're going to root like heck for you in the NIT. Um, <laughs> and then here's the bracket. We're going to jump all into this with, with Matt Warner, uh, but of course, North Florida Bellarmine playing at Liberty Arena tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Kind of a weird situation. I, I'm excited and interested fascinated by this uh will any quick thoughts about the a sun turn before we bring on our guy kyle road man i would just say if i was a student i would be at that monday night game and i would be cheering like heck for florida gulf coast because i um sorry um 
uh, either Bellarmine or North Florida, like whoever you don't want to see Liberty play, I would be at that Monday night um, pulling for the team that um, I would, you know, want to see Liberty play. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I, uh, I, I like, I think it's just a cool, uh, it's a cool, interesting kind of experience, but, uh, but yeah, well, let's bring on our guy, Kyle Roden. Let's talk to him about this tournament coming up. All right. Joined now by Jason Porter and our guy, Kyle Rode. Kyle, congrats on a great season. Uh, I mean, 15 and three, that is absolutely nothing to scoff at. Uh, I, I don't know how people don't realize how difficult that is. Congrats on a great season, Kyle. Thank you, man. Thanks so much for having me on. And yeah, it's been it's been an awesome season and looking forward to, to continuing it this week. Jason, how are we doing tonight? I'm good, guys. How are y'all doing? I'm excited for the week. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, Kyle, I'd echo uh, Nick's, Nick's congratulations here as we get going. I want I want to kind of jump into uh, senior night the other night, man. What a lot of emotions and, and uh, seeing you guys lined up across the uh, – across the floor break Blake getting a little teary eyed that didn't help everybody for sure but uh, what tell us kind of a two-part question if you don't mind what uh, what were your emotions having Jessica out there and your family and celebrating that kind of part one and then uh, part two we'd love to know what's your processing for next year what kind of things are going through your mind we don't want to get too far ahead of the game I understand we got a lot of basketball left to play but uh want to hear your thoughts no super good man we all all, all us seniors knew Blake was going to be the one to get teary-eyed, number one. I'll put that out there. Um, but, no, it's just such a special group, um, all of us kind of coming in in a similar time um, and just really um, being in a position where, to where we were the young guys learning from the veterans on successful teams and then seeing how those guys left our program better than they found it um, kind of really uh, – sparked us to want to do the same i think that's the best part about uh being at liberty is too you got a family here and guys that are continually pouring back in once they leave and uh something that i know this class is going to continue uh whether that's leaving after this year or next year and yeah jp just trying to really stay faithful to uh what i feel like god's calling me to do obviously jess and uh our life is super important in that and uh trusting coach mckay and uh, what he has and what he thinks um, for me as a basketball player, as a young man, um, whether whether that means coming back or not. Um, but really just staying focused on this last week, I've told people that um, it's almost giving you an appreciation, like having the perspective of not coming back. Like, man, this could be the last time um, doing this. And so I'm just trying to keep that perspective of gratitude um, but also uh, knowing that the opportunity to come back is uh, been made aware that I can definitely do that. So just super grateful uh, for my time at Liberty. And uh, it's been an amazing spot. man. And if you don't go back, um, I'm hoping you'll come preach at my church and give me some more <laughs> McKay quotes that uh, we can use. Hey, um, Kyle, you know, what was the what was kind of the atmosphere on the bench when Darius kind of went cold in the first half against Queens? I know there wasn't any panic per se, but you know, are you thinking of not only how you can contribute, but how to also get others to contribute a little bit more? Yeah. I think anytime Darius shoots a shot, I think, I think we all think it's going in. I think from the, from our players and, and fans and, and sometimes when it's not, we're more shocked than probably anybody else in the country. So, uh, 
honestly, the mindset stay the same. Make sure we're getting great looks on offense, uh, making sure Darius is involved in the offense. And at the same time, we thought we were doing a great job defensively, um, making it tough on them. And we take away a couple of our mistakes. We feel like we have a eight point lead going into halftime rather than two. So uh, the, the mindset really didn't, really didn't change. And, uh, Darius, man, he's, he's so mentally tough that he can miss, he can miss a hundred shots in a row, but feel like 101's going in. And, um, it's a test testament to how, um, bought in he is. I mean, I think he had six assists as well that night and just did an unbelievable job distributing and, and staying resilient, even on senior night when that can be super emotional. So. Have you ever had a game like that, like in like middle school or high school or AAU where like just nothing was going down for you? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've had some offers and even in college where it's just like yeah. they feel good. They look good. They're not good. And it's just like you just got to <laughs> you got to keep finding ways to contribute uh, mentally and and, uh, and other aspects of the game, because there's so many aspects, especially for us, that can contrib- contribute to winning. Uh, other than scoring and uh, coach coach preaches that all the time. So Kyle, talk about that, that game on Friday night where, where you guys uh, were down. It, it felt a little, I don't know, tense, felt, felt a little tenuous. Uh, the fact that you guys were able to come back and, and you guys have done this so many times. I know, I know um, uh, coach Johnson talked about how you guys like lead the country in 10 0 runs or something like that. Does that give you a lot of confidence going into the A-Sun tournament that no matter, you know, how bad things might get, um, you guys have those games. Like like even the Southern Miss game that you didn't win, you're able to go on these big runs. Does this give you a lot of confidence for the tournament? Yeah, that game Friday night, I mean, kudos to them. They were they did a really good job of um, trying to control the pace, and um, and it can get so easy sometimes into falling into that that flow of just, oh, yeah, we're just – Coach calls like open gym kind of style, right? Where you're just kind of out there getting good shots, maybe not the best shot. You're playing defense, but you're not completely finishing the play. So I felt like we did a great job responding to that, though. I feel like we can get stops at any time and then have an explosive uh, scoring outburst. I mean, those, those are so helpful in a game. And and at that point, the 10-0 run in college basketball can mean win or loss. So uh, that's a really cool stat. I know Coach Johnson is a, a big stats guy, so that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> My man. Kyle, it was it was pretty obvious too. I think the technical file that uh, that, that that was issued uh, there was kind of an emotional uh, tide that sort of flipped that game, and then uh, there was a possession or two as well where you were visibly fired up and, and trying to get the team going and things like that too how do you how do you kind of gas and break that emotion side of things man because it's tough when you've got to play within your restraint and in fact in full disclosure i texted kirby and said man emotions make great passengers but they're terrible drivers <laughs> exactly man exactly so uh we we say not too high not too low and um Really, the the game of basketball is a game of like passion, competitiveness. So obviously, that's going to come out, and sometimes it comes out negatively and, and technically in the right way. And using that as as a passenger, and um, I mean, JV and Zay and Shy did an unbelievable job on die all week, and so I'm sure he was frustrated with that. But at the same time, um, we responded how how we 
should respond and ex- expect to respond. So um, did a great job of closing that game out on Saturday, um, even with a little adversity. So it was awesome. So now you guys get to prep for the tournament. Um, I'm sure that involves, you know, watching some film and doing some scouting and things like that. Soon as the game is over, you guys pray, um, go back to the locker room. Are you guys watching the end of the Kennesaw State game? Are you guys, you know, going back, watching some of the other, you know, final games of the regular season? Or are you guys doing brackets and stuff like that? How does that work out? No, it's it's actually I've, I think I've said it before too. Every every game ends ends the same win or loss. Coach will ask what we're grateful for. Um, just kind of a way to recenter and make sure we're not uh getting so focused in outcomes. But at the same time, um I we got a lot of guys that love hoops and um whether it's the A Sun or college basketball around, we 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 talk shop and watch other games and um, it was weird being on a Friday night. You expected more games because we play on Saturdays. There's games on all day. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was super cool. Just to, the Sun's been great all year. Just to keep track with it, and um, so yeah, that's kind of how that flows. Kyle, what's tomorrow night going to be like? Uh, are you going to be in attendance for the game? Uh, how how do you feel about that? Like two teams playing in in your arena and you play the winner the next day what what is that like for you yeah it's it's super it's super unique i don't think i don't think that's ever happened um not since i've been in the ASUN, i don't think for sure and um you get you get two programs that are both so so respected in our league uh that are playing at liberty so i don't know how the broadcast and stuff like that works either for it but i'll probably go to the game i i really respect um both programs and get to watch one of my old high school teammates in Carter play. And uh, so I'll, pr- I'll probably be at the game for not only for scouting purposes, but uh, so, yeah, it, it's a pretty unique situation there. And it makes a lot of sense. So the travel for that would have been, would have been ridiculous. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It's an interesting, but it, it does actually make sense. One last question for you, Kyle, walk us through Tuesday. As just a fan, Tuesday morning, I'm going to wake up sick to my stomach. How do you guys get through that? You play all season, you have a great season, and it comes down NCAA tournament-wise to one game. How do you get through the day on, on Tuesday? Do you, do you sleep in as late as you can? How does that work? Yeah, it's actually crazy. I think I think you guys might be more like, nervous or for it than than we are as players to be honest because when you grow up you play in so many of these games where it's winter go home and uh, I think you learn over the years that like if you whatever you create in your head with that like the pressure you put in is the pressure that's gonna kind of flow out so you're just you're just making sure you're you're staying in the moment and uh just locked in at what you need to do what you need to execute I, I tell people all the time, the best part about being at Liberty is, is the habits you create from day one are the habits you're going to rely on when it's winning time, right? So you're not asked to be doing anything different, anything different than you have all year. So you can really just trust that, um, trust in what God's plan has for you, man. And it's it's pretty unique. So uh, I will be uh, waking up probably around nine, going to first watch for breakfast, heading up to shoot around and then. And then it's almost game time a few hours after that. So that's that's my day on Tuesday. <laughs> awesome, Kyle. Well, best of luck this week. Uh, we we can't wait to uh, get this tournament started. And uh, 
Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll catch up with you again, maybe celebrate another championship, but we'll take it one game at a time. Awesome, man. Yeah, one game at a time. All right. Hey, can I ask one question real quick, Kyle? Oh, 100%, man. Uh, you know, you're very familiar with Carter, um, and there's a chance that you guys play them. I'm going to be at the game. Is there any kind of, like, inside heckling that I can do? Not that I get me kicked out or anything, but. <laughs> no, not not at all. I wish I wish there was. I'm just kidding. I, I wouldn't give it to you either way, but <laughs> all class, all class. All good, man. Um, that's my guy. That's awesome. All right. I respect it though. I respect the I respect the fandom there. <laughs> all right, Kyle. Well, thanks so much. Uh, uh we'll be looking forward to this week. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks. All right, uh, J- Jason. Uh, I've heard a lot about home inspections. Tell me about how important that is. Yeah, they are uh, pretty critical to the overall process. I think one thing that uh, people forget about, Nick, in the home inspection process is they forget the fact that that is actually uh, an exit ramp out of the contract. And I don't throw it out there flippantly with that. But what I mean by that is once you have that ratified contract and you're moving towards it, we schedule a home inspector. Those are certified individuals who come in and their, their responsibility is to tell you all the good, bad and ugly about the house. And then uh, we formulate then at that point a list of 10 repair items kind of a thing. And we go back to the sellers and we say, hey, we'd like for you guys to fix these 10 items that we found on the inspection list. And they come back and say, we'll fix six of them. And the negotiations begin. The great part about that is that, again, if you can't come to terms on that, if you can't come to an agreement with that, both parties can actually part ways at that point. So. Not only does it give you the peace of mind that you're buying a great property and buying a great new home, it also gives you a chance to step away from the contract if you can't come to an agreement. So it's an important thing in the negotiation process, something I do uh, almost on the weekly. So uh, be honored to help anybody out there through that process. But don't skip home inspection, no matter how competitive the market is. It's super important process. Awesome. Well, Jason, thanks so much. Uh, we'll be looking for you, uh, causing some havoc. We'll see if we can find some some. Carter Henderson uh, uh, taunts, and we'll pass it on to you if, if they're able to advance. That'd be good. I was going to suggest Will could come and uh, you know take his shirt off behind the gold and free throws, but I think that's already <laughs> taken right now. Too soon. That Too soon, happening. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jason. Have a great night, bud. All right. Let's bring in the guy that's calling that game tomorrow, Matt Warner. Matt, what is up? What's up, guys? Like, how exciting is it? Can you? I mean, we're talking about this game that doesn't even involve Liberty. Like, but but it's great. This is this is what tournament time is all about. You know, you're you're looking at the brackets, you're trying to project and all that stuff, and to have one in Liberty Arena that doesn't even involve the Flames, it's going to be a blast tomorrow. You've been chomping at the bit to get to call some extra tournament games, huh? I mean, so I grew up going to the Big Eight tournament, Kemper Arena, Kansas City, and like I would always think, like, man. Those guys are so lucky to get to sit down there and call game after game after game. How cool would that be? And this is kind of, yeah, it's not quite the same, but to get to call another game besides just Liberty. Naz and I have been talking about it for a couple of months since we realized that there was a chance for that to happen. So, yeah, we're fired up. Let to get Conference USA on you guys. We'll, we'll the, that would be great. We'll be working our magic. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, we got a lot to get to, so we better yeah, just we better jump to it. Uh, first off, let's just get your overall impressions of – I mean, another very successful season for Liberty. Yeah, it's, you know, you, you and I know you've covered it very well, the numbers and how dominant they've been. And I think even, you know, just the numbers at home. I mean, was it in their home 
ace on wins that it's been by an average of over 20 points per game. Even you go back to Friday night, a game that was so close and you said it a little bit ago, felt like they could lose in the second half. And then you look up at the end and it's like, whoa, they won by 20. Like it is crazy how dominant they have been at home, which makes dropping that game at Kennesaw sting a little bit more knowing that you're not going to be able to have them in your building if it comes down to it. But I think for the most part throughout the season, the biggest takeaway I had with this Liberty team that brought back so much was it's not as much riding on Darius's shoulders, or at least doesn't feel like it throughout the course of the season. We've seen stretches here lately where maybe it's seemed that way, but throughout the course of the year, it didn't feel as much like he had to do everything. And Colin Porter, like we talked about before the season even started, when I was on with you guys, he's been such a huge reason, I think, for that shift and just taking a little bit of that heat off of off of Darius. And even here in the last week and a half, two weeks, I feel like you've seen Porter become a little more assertive himself on the offensive end. And so I think that does bode well for the Flames going into to the tournament if they can continue to have, play with that kind of style and not get in those spots where you feel like, okay, Darius, bail us out. We need you to go get 35 or 40. And so, you know, as scary as that first half was uh, here a couple of nights ago, Darius McGee goes scoreless, and you led. You led at the break. Like, I don't know if last year we, we would have been saying that. So that that's just kind of the overall, I think, thing for me with the Flames this year. It is a little bit more balanced, and I think that's a good thing. Before we get into the individual matchups, who's, like, maybe the team that, that sticks out to you um, – this season, maybe other than Kennesaw State, because that's probably the yeah. easy answer. They took the big leap. Um, who's maybe a team that that stood out to you? You know, it's weird because, like you, like like for me, Stetson's the best story in in the conference, right? But I can't shake what I saw in Liberty Arena. You know, I've seen some games, watch some games, look at the box scores, but what I saw that night, I'm like, they're not like they're not on Liberty's level. Like they, what was that? Like a thirty point game. So while they've been a great story, I just don't know that I totally buy into them at this point. Same with like uh, North Alabama, who played really well here, especially in the second half of the conference season. I can't shake what I saw from them early in the year either. So it leaves me kind of like wondering, like, who, who could be a team that could make a run? Obviously, you have Eastern Kentucky that if they get hot, they're a team that could do it. Blanton is an absolute horse. Like, he's the type of guy that you could just ride through a conference tournament. But then the team that's like, and I think you would agree with me, Nick, that is just the wild card in all of this is FGCU. Like I've talked to, we talked to coaches throughout the season, you know, in the lead up to games and all. And we had coaches tell us like, they're the most talented team in the league, more so than Liberty. And these coaches like, I have no idea how they're losing so much. And now granted, a lot of them have been close, but I mean, the, the Isaiah Thompson kid from Purdue, he's awesome. Uh, Anderson, you know, Weir's a solid big man. You have Chase Johnson, who was an all conference player last year, coming off your bench. So the talent is there. It just hasn't quite come together. I know you were tweeting it out, I think, even before the, the last regular season game. But, boy, you'd like to see FGCU end up end up in that game where they have a chance to face Kennesaw. Like, it could very well happen. Or they could lose by 15. Like, you just, like, who knows with that team. But they certainly have the talent to really wreck things in this tournament. They get boat raced by Queens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Would not shock me at all. But uh, Matt, oh, go sorry, ahead. Nick. 
Matt, two of the three of us here are in the circle of trust, so it's okay That's, for you to talk about this. We're practically brothers. It's a brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs> practically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think it is about FGCU that they aren't putting it all together for part of the season? Because there was a minute there where it looked like they weren't even going to be in the tournament. I know. I mean, is, yeah. does that boil down to coaching or chemistry, or what's your opinion on that? I mean, you do have a first-year head coach, so there is a little bit of that. I know before we played them, they had dealt with a lot of injuries, and a lot of injuries that maybe didn't even cause guys to miss – a lot of games, but have just been nagging. Uh, Chase Johnston being one of those guys. Remember, he didn't play against Liberty when we faced them. So a lot of guys have been playing through injuries based off what they've been telling me. But yeah, I mean, at some point, if guys are healthy enough to be out there and the talent is there, which we think it is, if they're not producing, you, you kind of have to look at, at coaching a little bit. And that's that surprises me. So yeah, maybe maybe it's all coming together. I mean, it looks like they played pretty well. I grant it with Austin P in their final game. I think they scored 62 in the first half of that game. So we'll see if all it takes sometimes is that one little confidence boost and you go into a tournament now where you're them and you're like, well, we're, there's no pressure on us. Like we, we're the last team to get in. There's no pressure now. Let's just go play. And who knows what could happen? I mean, listen, they played Kennesaw earlier this year. They lost by two. They were, They were right there. So when they, they lost to Queens by two, they they could very well they could very well go on a run or like I said lose by double digits and we're all shaking our head after that game like we have been all year long. Yeah, our friends in Vegas tend to agree. So it's not just us making this up. They have the yeah. uh, the sixth best odds of anyone as the ten yeah. seed, uh, and quite a bit different. And, and Bellarmine North Florida, I think their odds are uh, uh, probably a little lower because of who they have to face in the sure. uh, the, the next game, but. Uh, yeah, they're a team that it's a new season for them. They lucked out to get in here. Like, yep. Jacksonville lost like nine out of 10 to end the year. And if Jacksonville had beat EKU on Saturday or Bellarmine or the game before any of those games, yeah. they're in and, and, and FGCU's out. So, and don't you feel like a lot of times, certainly in the NCAA tournament, it's always that team that was like, oh, they were on the bubble. Most people are like, they shouldn't be in there. They did all that. And then that's the team. It feels like it's Syracuse every other year. That's the team that then suddenly shows up in the Sweet 16 because they're like, nobody thought we should be here or nobody thought we should win. The pressure's off. And now they're able to play to, play at their best. So we'll see. They certainly have the talent to do it. If VCU comes to mind, they were like yeah. that 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 team that, that Jay Billis and everyone was railing. Uh, and then they go to yeah. the final four uh, from the first four. Uh, real quick, before we go to the uh, the tournament and the games, uh, two just teams I wanted to touch on. Um, again, I don't care how much we talk or don't talk about them. Jacksonville, wow, what a disappointing season. They were second in Ken Palm to open the season preseason, and they yeah. don't make the tournament. Um, I know they had, I think they had a ton of injuries this year too, but man, what a, what a disappointment for those guys. Not a lot of offensive firepower on that team either. And last year they were really good. In fact, they were the best team defensively, I believe last year in the A-Sun and mm -hmm. really rode that to, to their success. And they were still solid defensively, but they just lacked the firepower, uh, offensively based off what I saw. So yeah, disappointing. In fact, it's funny looking at the preseason media poll in the A-Sun. And I forget what the order was, but two, three, four was Jacksonville, FGCU, Jacksonville State in some order. And so like not even not even in the ballpark. And you had like Queens last and Stetson like 12th. So it was completely out of whack. But like, yeah, they they you thought year two with Coach Mentor as well. Maybe you'd see some steady improvement. He was great there last season. But they, yeah, they just they just really struggled to score it. 
the other team I was going to touch on before we moved on to the tournament was Jacksonville State. And yeah. I think a lot of Liberty Kennesaw State is very fortunate that team did not sneak in. I know Liberty handled business against them, but their last three games, they won at Central Arkansas by 30 points. Uh, and then they 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 handled North Alabama with ease. I think North Alabama was missing um, their point guard, Johnson. Uh, but Okay, Jay, yeah. Yeah, but but Jacksonville State had a really heck of it, and they were only uh, uh, one game out of that that final spot. So I think uh, uh, a lot of teams are very very fortunate there. Yeah, and a player like Damari King that they have, he's one of those guys that can get hot and kind of and carry a team in a, in a game, one or two games like that. So yeah, it, I'm not I'm fine not seeing them in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, fortunate. Uh, let's, uh, let, let's start off with the bracket here. Let's yeah. start off. I should have done this the other way. So we were doing your game first, but I just wanted to go in order. That's all right. Let's talk about Queens FGCU, uh, for a second here. Uh, Ken Palm predicts this is going to be a heck of a game. 78, 77 was their, their projected score. Matt, what do you think about this game? I just, I, I mean, I have no idea who wins this game. I mean, I think FGCU wins, but. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I'll say this. You've got those veteran guards for Queens, and that's always important this time of year. Kenny dies a stud. And don't forget, this is a team that they were 31-4 and four a year ago. They went to the Sweet 16 of the D2 National Tournament. And I know people say, oh, that's Division Two, whatever. But playing in big moments like that, like this, they're not going to be shaken. They're, they're, this isn't going to be too much for them playing in, in a postseason tournament in a situation like this. So it would not surprise me at all with those guards if they kind of settle things down. But at the same time, like they've kind of been limping into the postseason. They've been heading the wrong direction. I think they've lost five of six, I want to say, now heading in. The one win being the one that was maybe yeah. least likely on the road at Kennesaw State. Uh, but, yeah, I'm with you. I think Florida Gulf Coast is going to pull it out. But, man, like I think it will be a really good game. Like I said, it was a two-point game when these two teams played earlier this year. I think Mid-Major Madness tweeted it out. What an insane 9-10 game for a yeah. tournament. These are two very interesting teams to watch. Yeah, and they both played a lot of close games. I mean, you look at, at Queens, those losses. I went back. I think it was like five or six losses were within like two or three possessions. You've had a bunch of really tight games with FGCU as well. And so if it, it comes down to that, I tend to lean more towards Queens because of those guards, like I said. And one kind of the, the sneaky stat, like they get to the line and they make more free throws more than anybody else in the conference. Die and McKee are one and two in the conference in free throws made per game. And so that like that's something that if I know if they you know don't call much, that could change things, certainly. But I think those two guys, that could be a real factor in this game if they're able to continue to get to the line and uh, they're a downhill team. If you just get one other guy, a McLaurin or somebody like that, knocking down a couple of shots. That, that could be enough for them to get by FGCU. Will, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it seems like a coin flip to me. Um, you know, Queens had that big win at Kennesaw, so they might be feeling good about going back into that arena and playing Florida Gulf Coast, but I don't know. It just seems too close to call. <laughs> I, I picked Queens on my bracket. Just I just thought maybe they would – have a little bit of an edge after losing two straight games and going into the tournament and maybe play maybe a little bit more up. Nothing would surprise me with this game. No. I think it's going to be close. Queens wins <laughs> this game by 15. Wouldn't shock me. Florida Gulf Cooks wins this game by 20. 
wouldn't shock me. I could literally see anything happening. All right. To the game that Matt Warner is going to be calling with yeah. Naz tomorrow. Excited about this. North Florida, Bellarmine. Uh, North Florida is the the favorite. North Florida just beat Bellarmine. Now, that was at North Florida. North Florida has been a very, very different team home and away. They have one of the, I believe, one of the more drastic splits. So not sure how they'll play on a neutral floor. Take it away. What's your thoughts on this one? I know you've been prepping on this all weekend. Yeah, North Florida, they're they they're scary a little bit. And because of the style they play, now they don't play much defense at all. But the style they play, and you've got some guys that can go out and get 30. Hendrickson, you guys have talked about, he has been way more efficient this season, has been much better this year than he has been the last couple of seasons. Plosser, he's gotten 30 multiple times in his career. He's a guy that kind of, I was looking today, he scored three straight years with, with uh, UNF. He scored 14 points per game or more. Like just quietly kind of under the radar, he's really good. And, and then you add in uh, Hicklin, who's another guy the Flames have seen. He, he got, he's gotten hot against them before, another guy that can shoot it. Those are three offensive weapons that if any of them get it going, that's a dangerous team. They see one or two three balls go down, and suddenly that, that changes things for them. And you look at Bellarmine, and while you know their system obviously, you know, they're very well coached, I just don't think they have the offensive firepower to keep up with North Florida. Uh, they certainly didn't in the last meeting here on Friday. Uh, but unless unless UNF just has some just dreadful kind of shooting night, I think they're they're going to just try to just flat out outscore them. And I think they have the firepower to do it. And then then the scary part a little bit is, and it, again, I'm I'm always on the negative side, trying to be like, oh no, what you know this what could go wrong. Then you get a team that's maybe feeling pretty good. They've had a night in your building. Maybe they had a good shooting night, probably would have if they get past Bellerman. And now they're coming in, playing, you know, feeling like they're playing uh, with house money against the Flames, and you never quite know. UNF has been a team that their style has given Liberty some trouble over the years. And uh, Matt Driscoll is a good head coach. So uh, that is a team that scares me just a little bit. I feel like Bellerman is honestly one of the better coaching jobs this season with Scott yeah. Davenport. I saw, I went to that first game in person that Liberty played first conference game. I did not think this team would be in the tournament. That team. I just, I don't think they have the talent level, uh, but that system, it, it, it won them enough games. They played way better than I ever thought they were. So they are kind of a team. I kind of feel like it's also with house money, but you just, you have all that experience of North Florida, I, I think they should win, but they shoot a million threes. Yeah. And if they go cold and not their building, Bella has the style to, to, to I don't think Bellerman, I think Bellerman's uh, floor is a lot lower than, or That's, a lot higher than, than North Florida. But I think North absolutely. Florida's ceiling is way, way higher. Right. Bellerman's consistent, but they're not super talented. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so we'll see. And remember, like you say, oh, the success they had last year, they won won the conference tournament. Like the guys that were carrying that team, they're they're not on this team any longer. So it is going to be a lot of guys that haven't been in this situation with as much responsibility on their shoulders uh, at the you know to this point in their careers. So it will be a little bit different. So yeah, I, I lean UNF in this one. Will any thoughts on this one? Uh, just second game in a row that they're playing against each other. It would have been interesting to see if they would have ended uh, the season with the partner games and, and make this a like a best out of three almost or something like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
Bellerman went into halftime with the lead against North Florida and North Florida just kind of overcame them. And that that's, I, I picked North Florida just because I think they're dangerous when they can shoot well. Everything that you guys just said, Bellerman struggled in their last, you know, two games, uh, one on the road against Jacksonville, just barely squeaked by. Um, and then at home against Central Arkansas, the worst team in the league. So, and they won by one point. So I went with North Florida just thinking, hey, it's, it's their, uh, it's their, time and they get to play liberty i think you'd be silly not to pick north florida i just think like they're everything points to them but i, I just yeah. i'm gonna give you one conspiracy theory before we move on let's hear it they played their last game scott davenport's a smart guy he knew like they could they, they could where i think they were playing they were playing the same thing as queens playing for home jerseys could scott davenport have held some things back he seems like that kind of like uh, i sneaky old guy that yeah. might try to pull one over on you. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Remember Duger. <laughs> we'll never forget Duger doing that with VMI, right? Right, Will? In the tournament, yeah. they played the fastest oh, yeah. tempo in the country. And, and then they came, played in, came to Liberty and played as slow as they could. Threw everyone off. All right. Let's talk about Kennesaw and uh, their opponent that we have no idea who will be. Yeah. Here's the projected scores. And this wow. is from this is not from Ken Palm. They yeah. I, I don't have a way to do that. This is NCAA Sim. I, I, I did some research. I think it's fairly reliable. <laughs> they predict that yeah. FGCU yeah. would would win. So I definitely think if you're a Liberty fan, you root for Florida Gulf Coast. I know Queens just won there, but are they really gonna go into that building and win twice? I don't see that. No. I think FGCU has the better chance. Yeah, you're exactly right. And Queens caught them at a good time. Remember, they were coming off that emotional win over Liberty and a little bit of a letdown. So that was understandable there. But like they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna get them entering with the same mindset again uh, if they see them a second time. So I do think FGCU has the better shot at getting it them if, if they advance. And honestly, if they advance, I think it would be a heck of a ball game. I don't. I don't know. We're all, I think we're all putting so much on FGCU just because we see the players. It hasn't happened yet this year. Maybe we're the idiots for thinking that it can finally all come together here come tournament time. But man, like the talent is there. And I think they could give KSU some problems if they end up getting to that point. No matter what, what way you go with FGCU, you're going to feel like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how I felt with them all year. Uh, Will, I want to talk to you about Kennesaw for a second here. Kennesaw has never played in a conference championship game. They, under their f- coach, have never. I don't think they've made it to the semifinals. Nah, I think they just. They I think they only won. They only. Year. And the yeah. year before, I think they won a play-in game. I don't think it was a quarterfinal game. That to me, I, I, I just think everyone's put all the stock in. Oh well, Liberty's going to play the championship on the road. Now, there's no guarantee Liberty makes it to the championship. Let's yeah. be very clear. I don't know. I just is Kennesaw really going to go and win two games? Um, well, I don't think so. I did not pick them to get past. Um, I picked them to to beat Queens, and then I picked them to lose in the next game, uh, just because you know they still have a they have a good team, but they've never been this far. So you start to wonder, you know what kind of um, inexperience and, you know, nervousness plays into that. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that they get past the next round after this one. If they play FGCU, I think FGCU knocks them off in this round. Matt, I'm putting you. Yeah. Remember too, like 
Kennesaw State has played so many really tight ball games. Now we've said yeah. that about a couple of teams, but they've come out on the winning side, right? You think about those two games to Jacksonville State, who's not even playing in the postseason, and they could have lost either one of those. They have played a lot of tight games, and you look at it two ways. You say, okay, well, then you know they have that experience in the close games, and they know how to finish. Or you look at it the other way and say, like statistically, it's hard to keep winning games like that that are one and two possession games in the final second. Like it's hard to keep doing that. They're due to drop one. It's due to kind of come back to earth a little bit. Uh, so yeah, that's where the the fear a little bit would be for me. And you said it too. Like they're used to being the underdog. They're used to being the scrappy like young team that's like just trying to improve each year. Now they've got the target on their back. Now they're the number one. They are expected to handle their business. That is a different feeling. That is a different scenario than they've ever been in before. And so it'll be interesting to see. And honestly, like the first like four to six minutes of that game, I'll be really interested to watch whoever they're playing because like how tight are they? How tight do they come out? You know, knowing all that they know about being the favorite and all that, what do they look like in that first, you know, four to six minutes? That'll tell me a lot, I feel like, in that ballgame. Shot quality, one of my favorite stats to look at. I think it, it's one of the the best analytical tools that's kind of up and coming. Kennesaw State, uh, their actual record's 28. Shot quality says they should be 17 and 11. So go. are they due for some regression? Now, look, none of that really matters. These are sure. one-game yep. situations. I'm going to put you guys both on the spot. If you had to, to go one way or the other, does Kennesaw make the championship, Will? If it, it's one way or the other. I don't think so for the exact reason that you pointed out and Matt just pointed out. I feel like the law of averages catches up and some of those close games don't go their way. So I say no. This is tough. I think I think if FGCU doesn't win that first game against Queens, I think Kennesaw State makes it to the championship. Yeah. I think it's close. I think it's a 50-50 shot, but I would lean they won't. I just I think there's enough things that 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 could trip them up and it's close. It's close. I could really but I, I think yeah. people think it's 75 25. I think it's much closer to 50 50. Yeah, I totally agree with that. All right, let's move on. Stetson Lipscomb. This is a fun game. Uh they played some good games this year. They played one of the I think it was the first game of the year they played each other, went into overtime. Stetson had a crazy comeback in that game. Uh Stetson four-point favorite. Stetson's had some injuries, though. Not sure their health status coming to this game. Stetson, a great story. The best offense in the A-Sun, offensive efficiency, which is wild. Stetson, they've never been known for offense. They've been known more as a defensive juggernaut. Uh, Man, I just, Lipscomb has that experience, but I just, I really like Stetson. I, I went back and forth on this one. Yeah, it's another tough one, and this is another one where I have a hard time shaking what I saw with my own eyes when they were here at Liberty. I know, again, it's always hard to compare when they're going up against uh, a really good Liberty team. Uh, but, man, like Blackman, heck of a player, had a tough night here against LU. Uh, they have some talent around him. But I'm with you and Eileen with Lenny Acuff, Lipscomb. Your Pruitt is just a gamer. Like that kid, like you want to go to war with him. Uh, Asajla is a shell of himself, but does the does the old fighter pick himself up off the mat, you know, one more time and just have one last go at it? I would tend to lean towards uh, to, towards Lipscomb winning this in a close one, just because again they've had some success in the postseason and kind of like Kennesaw State, it's been a few years since Stetson 
really had a lot of success in, in the ASIM tournament and great story and all of that during the regular season. But now it's now it's different. And now how will they handle that? I think Lipscomb ends up winning a close one. Will? Yeah, I went with Stetson as well. <clears throat> kind of the opposite of Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State's coming out on the winning end of some close games. Stetson has come out on the losing end of some close games. Um, they haven't really been blown out. Uh, two blowouts, uh, one to Liberty and the other one to Eastern Kentucky. But I think that was a little bit closer than what the score indicated. Um, they went into that uh, game really down at halftime and, and came back and make it halfway of a game. So I went with Stetson. Um, I don't I don't feel like Lipscomb at this point really has that talent like they have in years past that that can propel them towards the championship. Two teams that are both playing well. Uh, uh, Stetson is uh, six and two in their last eight. Lipscomb is six and two or no, no eight and two in the last 10. Uh, both teams are eight and two in the last 10. Uh, both games they played this season went to overtime in the last game of the season. Uh, Lipscomb won at home in overtime, man. I don't know. Says in eighth, ninth in the country in three point shooting. It, it's a fun game. I can't wait for this game. I, I'm, this, I'm, I'm leaning Stetson though. This, this tournament, doesn't it feel better than anything we've had in the last few years? Like just, in oh, yeah. oh yeah. Of like, of like, like just up and down the, it's not like there's this huge gap at the top. You feel like what any really, really after gosh, I mean, look at all these games. You make a case for any of them to go one way or the other. And this is as good as it's been in the ASUN. Yeah. Good comment here about uh, Swenson. He did not play in the last game. He is uh, their best player, leading scorer, super efficient player. Um, so if he's not playing, uh, definitely would take lips. That'd be a huge loss. Yeah. But, uh, but could this also it's be turning. one of the, it, it also be one of these things where he was a little banged up. We're going to sit him out this last game. Yeah. We're not going to, we, we, I think they locked up at least a, uh, uh, a, uh, home game. So who knows, but yeah, excited about this one. All right. The Liberty flames. Here's the, uh, projected scores. Uh, I was surprised at this. It says Bellerman would be closer. Yeah. I everything points to Bellarmine being the easier matchup for Liberty. I saw with my own eyes in person them dominate. They dominated at Liberty Arena, but I can't shake this playing a team three times feeling <laughs> like you, you know you always hear yeah. you, oh that third time you're playing someone that that's what makes me nervous. I know North Florida has that ha, has some of those the more experience and of course they could shoot the lights out, but North Florida's also never won at Liberty Arena. So, uh, I feel like this is a good matchup either way for Liberty. Like, right. if you could have handpicked just about any of the teams around here, I probably would have picked these two. So, like, I don't want to be complaining about either one of them. Um, not not saying that either one of them is not capable of coming in and getting a win, but I do feel like both of these are good matchups for Liberty. Right. Like, think of it this way. Would you rather have the option of playing these two teams or be the one seed and have FGC or Queens? Like, I, I feel better about where Liberty's at. Uh, with, with their draw, I, if if I'm a Liberty fan, I feel like I root for Bellerman to win that first game over UNF, um, because again, they just have more firepower. And while well, yeah, Bellerman has it, you know, the whole like it's tough to be a team three times. Like, think about the motivation though as well for the Flames. That's a Bellerman team that ended your season last year <clears throat> and killed the dream of going four for four. So like, I don't think throw out the tough to be a team three times and like all that's out like like 
the motivation is there. They, you know, the flames, they want to, they want to end Bellerman season and send them home disappointed. So I think, I don't think that would be any kind of issue. I think they would be highly motivated and I think the flames would take care of business. Again, I think the more scary matchup is, is North Florida. Uh, cause they've got some guys that can go, go out there and get some buckets. You sold me, Matt. I'll be wearing my Bellerman hat tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm with you. I would. I want Bellerman to win. I don't think they will. I think North Florida wins, but I think you know Liberty could beat Bellerman by 14. I I think Liberty could beat North Florida, but by, not by 17 points. I feel like that's a large spread for the uh, semifinal game. That's a team. That, that's a team that I, I can see Liberty beating by 20 or beating by two. North Florida, like yeah. like like you said, Nick, high ceiling, low floor. You don't quite know, but but they are scary. I feel like, though, a 20-point win against North Florida is probably like a 13-point win against Bellarmine just because Bellarmine plays so so sure. much slower. So I, I think that's also into that that 82. 82 and 77, they're not equal. So, yeah, I'm uh, man, I'm, I'm fascinated for this. <laughs> I, I'm sold. I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sold. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for, for good old, good old Bellarmine. Yeah, let's get it. Let's bring him <laughs> in. Let's end their season yeah. since since Scott Davenport packing. All right. right. Uh, another good one. Eastern Kentucky, North Alabama. North Alabama was the darling. They were in position for the three seed and then uh, just completely had an awful week. Uh, they got destroyed by Kennesaw in a game that I think we thought would be competitive. And then they got destroyed by Jacksonville State. Both games were at home. Um, again, I know they they were missing KJ Johnson for both of those games, but this is it. Outside of Liberty, this is probably the game that I feel the most confident. I think EKU is going to roll. I think EKU is so much more talented. I think North Alabama had a great season. I think this is time where EKU steps up and just. I think I think they they win this game comfortably. And do we know KJ Johnson's status going in? And do you, uh, do you know anything? Because that is a huge like. He's a guy that kind of makes them go big energy guy. And he'd actually been playing the best basketball of his career price since his freshman year at Lipscomb. So uh, that that's a huge loss. If they don't have him, even if they do, I'm with you. I lean towards Eastern Kentucky. We know how difficult it is to play there. Uh, Flames fans know that well. They're, they're, they are good at home. They shoot it well. Blanton is just a monster. Like that kid, watching him uh, here in Lynchburg, that kid is is just so tough. And they've got some decent shooters around him. Cozart in the middle as well. Like, I, I'm with you. I think EKU probably wins this one comfortably. Well, yeah, I went with EKU as well for all those same reasons. All right, let's go back to the bracket here and just kind of give some some final thoughts on uh, on how we might see things play out. Important thing to remember, and I've stressed this all year because it's so easy to forget, it is reseeded. Yeah. So let's say Florida Gulf Coast knocks off Kennesaw and Liberty does is fortunate enough to advance. Liberty plays Florida Gulf Coast in the next game, not EKU. So really, I wouldn't even look much farther than these quarterfinal games because we have no idea what's going to happen. Matt, I just feel like the way this season has gone, there has got to be some sort of chaos in this tournament. Yeah, I mean you're probably right, and, and and I know we're all kind of leaning on FGCU to help provide that, but yeah, it has been on a night to night basis. It just feels like you never know. It does feel like though that home court has been so critical throughout the year as well. 
So we'll see if that holds true uh, here in the postseason. Like, honestly, personally, I as much as I would hate for Liberty to have to go on the road for the championship game, I want to see the Flames get another crack at Kennesaw State. I want to see them get an opportunity yeah. to go and, and get them a second time and, and try to kind of make up for the way that one went. So for me, that would be the ideal situation, although I would obviously much rather be at the game and see it with my own eyes uh, here at Liberty Arena. Well, you brought up you brought up the 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 research of the decade that they're on spring break. <laughs> yeah. Matt, there I think there'll be more Liberty fans there. There could well be. Yeah, their spring break starts like on Friday before the what Sunday uh, championship game. So yeah, that would be really really interesting to see just what that environment was like. Obviously, it was nuts when Liberty was there, but the the next game against Queens, it was dead. Like it was complete. So like. The bandwagon, they were just rolling for one night. It kind of got off the tracks after that. So without students really being involved, yeah, I don't think it would be nearly the type of hostile environment the Flames saw earlier this year. And even if it was, to tell you the truth, like I think this is a team that that they wouldn't mind that. They wouldn't mind going in there in that type of environment again just to get another crack at the Owls. Matt, any uh, any final thoughts before we get you out of here? Uh... Man, just so looking forward to this tournament. And uh, man, well, I'd be one. I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this, Nick, because you are the stat savant, the analytics guru that that we all turn to. That kind of talked me off the ledge here a little bit because the one concern I have for Liberty heading into the postseason, we think of them as being such a great shooting team, but really an ace on play shooting the three ball, they have not been nearly as good as they were earlier in the year. They're fifth in, in the A-Sun made threes. They're ninth in the A-Sun in three-point percentage in conference play. Should I be concerned? Why or why not should that concern me, Nick Kirby? I mean, as long as they play as the 42nd best defensive team in the country that they've been all year, I'm not as concerned about that. Yeah. That, that I mean, their defense is the key. Because I think they will have one bad shooting game, assuming you know you go through all three yeah. of these. I just the odds are they'll probably have one one bad game. If Liberty plays their best brand of basketball on the defensive end, I think they're as close to unbeatable as about you can get in this league. And then I mean Darius McGee's tenth in the country in in the Ken Palm Player of the Year. Yeah, you got the tenth best player in the country in this tournament. His last go around. I know he's so humble. I just, I think he's gonna go insane. Yeah. And he, and he had that. I, I honestly, I think it was he got it out of his system. At the I, right think time. It, I, I think you it was. I think it was a. You hope. I think it was a blessing that he had that bad, the bad senior night, bad eighteen point senior night yeah. for Darius's standards. I just, I think he's gonna be on Sports Center for one of these games. I think. He, I think he might put up a 50 burger. I'm going to say it. Okay. Give me I North did. North Florida. That would be the team okay. to put up a 50 Let's do burger. It. I was right going to say, I hope it's the quarterfinal or semifinal so we can be on the call for that. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Matt, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate we appreciate it, it. You are the man. Yep. Thanks, uh, man. Hopefully, maybe we can drag you back on here again as we preview an NCAA tournament or something like that. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Let's do it. All right, Matt. Have a great right. night, buddy. Yep. See you guys. All right, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, Ironclad Coffee, and then the man coming to, to collect his hardware. She has the best and most flames-friendly coffee. 
comes from Ironclad Coffee Roasters. Ironclad Roasters serves up their beautiful beans at two cafes in Richmond, but you can enjoy their crafted roasted specialty beans from anywhere in the country by visiting www.ironcladcoffee.com. Place your order there and it'll be roasted to your order and shipped out directly to your doorstep. Whenever you find yourself in the Commonwealth, pay them a visit at their two cafes in the Richmond area. Ironclad's owners, the O'Rourke family, are proud Flames Club members and are pleased to sponsor these podcasts by Sea Red. Hop on, hop on over to their website at www.ironcladcoffee.com now to get Virginia's best specialty coffee headed your way. 55% winner. Uh, you know, I, I knew there'd be some, some theatrics, and I, I'm here for it. Mr. Longshots, I'm going to put you full screen. Just just do your thing. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much. Everyone chirping me during football season. <clears throat> Richie Longshots can't pick this. Richie Longshots can't pick that. Well, look at this. Not only did I go above 50%, I went 55%. If you followed my picks all year, you made money. You made money. And that's, that's nice. And, and, and it's not all about the money. Sometimes it's about pride. It's looking at these picks and saying, you know what? You just see the board. And for this college basketball season, I saw the board. Have no fear, Dr. Will. Sparkling grape juice, not lit. So <laughs> we're behaving. It's Lent. <laughs> wow. Well, what a guy. What a guy. Well, congratulations. Here's our final... Final standings. I tell you what, John Manson, he made a heck of a run at it. He I was, got, he got I was within three. I, if we had got a couple more weeks, it might have got interesting. The so I, I keep what you make on my phone and I highlight everything, you know, green or red, yellow if it's a push as the game ends. Twice this past week, I went green. This one's over. Uh, the Liberty. Uh, Second Liberty game, uh, I thought, I'm like, yep, Queens plus 16. This is a lock. And that just 12 minutes, just green. Nope. Had to go back and delete it. Uh, same with Texas. Texas was up, I think, 18 to 4 yesterday. And I went, this one's a lock. Green. Um, so I was sweating a little bit. I went, man, if I if I go over with this UNC Gonzaga, man, it's going to be really close. Um, but we held it out um, and it was a sweat. It was it was. Yeah, he definitely had me sweating. I'm not. I'm, I will publicly admit it now. Yes. Any thoughts on this comment? Uh, Christian Taylor throwing some shade. I, you know, he'd be a fun guy to get in the group next year. Uh, maybe replace Chad, who sends his picks in at at eight thirty when I'm trying to put my kids to bed. Uh, Christian says fifty five percent breaks even thanks to typical juice, Mister Longshots. Wouldn't you know that? Let's not talk about football either. What do you think about this shade? From no, I, I I appreciate all the shade. Um, I'm above 55%. If you crunch what the numbers are, above 55%. It's like 55 and change. Um, if it wasn't for Liberty, not just – it's literally opposite. Like if I take Liberty, they're not going to cover. If I fade Liberty, I just I just miss them. I just don't – I can't wrap my head around it. If you were to fade me, fade me in a Liberty game. Like that's the way to do it. But if it wasn't for a lot of those games where it just – nonsense i mean the push last week we, we it ended right at eight um at darius misses a free throw uh miss layup like it was ct profits profit 
Yeah, hey, it's not a loss. It's not a loss. Yeah, we need to get him on. Why? Why have we not had him on? That was a mistake. Chad's relegated. Christian, Sorry, you're Chad. coming. Christian, you're coming on one of these pregame shows that Will can't do. Make that happen. Ah, sorry. Keep going. I lost my train of thought. I'm getting chirped in the comments by 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 people I consider friends too. Normally, I get chirped by baseball people, but this was a nice, nice this change. Was a, not a nicer. I was shocked. I can't believe it. Yeah, but yeah, no. Get CT on the 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 show next year. Chad's gone. Yeah, we we got to get. Well, I, you know, I I do like Chad. I, I got like Chad. Chad is the most fun guy to rib on the planet. Uh, yes. Just, he, he he knows how to take a joke. He, he's he, he's he's a good dude. So is Christian. They're, your guys are yeah. all good dudes. Uh, we try. All right. Ace on tournament picks. Let's get to uh, the guys who aren't on with us. Here's John Manson's picks. The highlights. Man, he really went out on a limb. I think he's got one upset in <laughs> North Alabama. John, brave, brave. Liberty over Kennesaw in the final. We'll be tracking that, John. Now, a guy who did go brave is Chad Hassan. <laughs> he went against the grain. He picked Kennesaw. Hey, I, I got to respect it. it. It takes some real, you know what, to, to pick Kennesaw on a Liberty show. So, And he's the Kool-Aid drinker. Yeah. He's I, the king of the Kool-Aid drinkers. I was, he's the greatest team of all time. Kool-Aid I, drinker. I was shocked at this pick. It, it, was, it, was, it was stunning, but hey. Chad, you're entitled to your, your opinion. All right, Mr. Richie Longshots. Uh, just, uh, you got Lipscomb, I guess that. Man, you, you went with a soft bracket. What is this? You picked the five over the four. That's your only upset? And the 10 over the nine? Come on. Um, you for I was in the middle of watching NASCAR. My favorite soccer team lost the heartbreaking cha- uh, Cup League final this morning, so I was kind of in mourning. Just getting back into the swing of things with NASCAR, and I looked down, and everyone's sending their picks. I didn't even have the bracket. I just looked at someone else's picks. It like, came out on Friday night. Come on. Uh, the wife was at a bachelorette party. I've been just living life, if you get what I'm saying. And so, no, I, I paid little <laughs> mind to the bracket. Um, until now, play. All right, EKU worries me a little bit. I do I, the odds earlier. Kennesaw State at plus three hundred, great value. I'm not gonna lie, like that's it. I'd that's, go higher if if you're taking if you're going to Liberty, I go higher. I don't think Kennesaw makes the final. I'll share my picks here in a second. I hope you're right. I would go like Florida Gulf Coast if you're gonna go against the Liberty <coughs> the Liberty Flames. Yeah. Who every single sign points to them winning. It, it's going to take a great effort by any of these teams to beat them. And probably a little bit of a bad effort from Liberty, too, on top yeah. of that. Yeah. I would, have to if, you're going, if you're going, if for some godforsaken reason you're betting money against Liberty in this tournament, first off, just turn off your TV. Second off, at least get yourself some more money than plus whatever. Yeah, that is true. Get Get weird with it. Go EKU or something. I, I don't know. Go yeah. a little higher. All right. Any other thoughts on this bracket you spent three minutes preparing? No, looking forward to it. All right. Look at this handsome picture of, of nice. Will Matthew. Man, this is this is handsome season. Now, Will, he <laughs> picks Stetson in the finals. This is a man that, that picked a real bracket. Will, tell us about your Stetson Hatters and why they're going to make it to the championship. 
some somebody somewhere has got to get upset, and I don't think Kennesaw is going to have the experience to get to the championship game. I think they're going to falter in the semifinals. So I I picked Stetson as the uh, the team that was going in there against them, and I think they're on a roll, a little bit of a roll right now, going in a little bit hot. So went with the hot hand. <clears throat> over Kennesaw, but I don't, and I think that gives Liberty the uh, home game for the championship. That's what I want to see. That's what I went with. I love it. All right, here's mine. I, 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 I did a real thing. I picked Florida Gulf Coast into the semifinals. This is how you do it. There's going to be chaos. There's chaos every year in this tournament. There's always someone. It's probably not Florida Gulf Coast. I'll just throw that out there. It's never the team you think it is. Who was the team last year? We all thought someone was going to do it last year, and they got like boat race in the first round. You were so high on them to start the year off. You kind of went cold in the middle, and now you're back at it. I've lost so much money on Florida Gulf Coast this year. It's not even funny, but hey, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back for old time's sake. Uh, I give you a couple quick points before we get out of here. First off, we all picked North Florida, so Bellarmine is 100. That is a yeah. Circle the game. Every yeah. single one of us picked North Florida. That's uh Bellarmine. Congratulations on your trip to the corner finals. Uh, just go ahead and book an extra night in Lynchburg. <laughs> you got it. Uh, we, we, we screwed up. Someone should have picked um, against that just to make sure, you know, it didn't happen. Um, yeah, I, I think this is interesting. The, the one thing, I think Kennesaw loses before. I don't think they make the championship. I'm not trying to be a hater because I love what that program did. And if you remember, I was on the Kennesaw train when no one else was at the beginning of the year. I was hyping them up. I just, they've never been in this type of game. The the number one dog. I thought Matt Warner made a really good point. How does that first four minutes go on Tuesday night? And, and I think that that's, I get it spot on. If FC Stewart or Queens comes out and, you know, gets up eight or nine points, Oh boy, there's really going to be some tension and how will they handle that? The one nightmare scenario that I see in this this bracket, let's say Kennesaw gets past that. The nightmare scenario would be if North Alabama beats EKU because I then North Alabama goes up to Kennesaw. They play Kennesaw. Um, and I know we would say, well, we don't want to play EKU. No, I think you'd rather play EKU than and and you know what I'm saying? I think you know what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, trying to get them eliminated. Like, who's going to take out the top dog? That's that's the nightmare scenario is if if they're able to get past that first game and then they get lucked into getting North Alabama, North Alabama in the semifinals because of the reseed. That's a game I they should beat North Alabama. They would have to have a really atrocious performance to lose that game. And they just beat the snot out of North Alabama in their building. Uh, so... Yeah, that's the only thing I'm I'm kind of looking at, but yeah, I think uh, I th- I think I think Florida Gulf Coast or Queens. I think one of them. I I just I have this feeling they're going to knock them off. Maybe I'm just uh, kooling it. But if that happens, then you have a real chaos of a bracket. And then I think you could. I I think Liberty EKU makes the most sense to me if that that chaos happens in the championship. It's fine by me. All right. Any final thoughts, Mister Longshots, before we? Uh, Wrap this bad boy up. 55% winner. Thank you. First off, nice shirt. We didn't plan this. Let's go. Um, no, it's it's been a, a great season. You know, thank you so much, uh, producer Nick, for putting all that time in, putting the graphics together, getting everything squared away for us each week. Uh, genuinely um, and appreciative 
of that. I, I can't believe we are going to have a bracket in two weeks. Um, conference tournament starts tomorrow. It's insane. You know, I'll probably listen to one shining moment every morning on the way to work uh, just to get the vibes going. Disappointed I won't be able to make the trip down for a potential conference championship game, but maybe I can convince the wife, but probably not. Timing of it doesn't work out well, but I can't wait to see how this all unfolds. It's been a great season. Y'all have done an incredible job. I've ramped up my uh, Liberty basketball fandom more because of of you two. uh, And uh, again, appreciative of all that. So everyone who watches, you know, tweets, chirps us, chirps me. I I thoroughly enjoy it. It, uh, it, Keeps me entertained, that's for sure. So looking forward to uh, the next couple weeks and, and hopping on. We're, we'll show next week, right? Maybe a, a celebratory show Sunday, well, Monday. Well, we're going to do pre- and post-game shows for the okay. entire tournament. So as long as Liberty's playing, we'll keep doing that. Uh, if, if Liberty uh, makes the championship, we're going to do an hour-long pre-game show. I'll be hitting up Mr. Longshots. we got to have him on for that. So yeah, we'll we'll keep doing shows as long as Liberty keeps giving us shows to do. So boys, Love it. I mean, I don't know, maybe they hate the show and they're just gonna say it. Let's just lose like, get these guys off of yeah. Twitter feeds. But uh um no, nah, no, nah. but I uh, will continue to to bump it out. So Mr. Longshot, you've been a great addition to the show. It's been so much fun all year. Uh thank you. We'll, we'll catch up soon. Yes, all right? can't wait. Have a great night, boys. You too, buddy. All right, Will. Any final parting thoughts? I'll be at the game Tuesday night. Looking forward to it. First time at Liberty Arena. First time to a basketball game in quite a few years. Uh, that has been a home game for Liberty. Been to a couple of uh, away games in the last few years. East Carolina and like maybe Campbell or something back in the Big South. So it's been that's been a while. So um, Anyway, look forward to it, and hopefully the next time we do this, we are uh, talking about um, what kind of seed we're getting in the NCAA champ, uh, tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Will, and uh, I think we're going to try to get you on at Liberty Arena with John yeah. and Chad. Um, I'll be doing a pregame show at 6.30 Tuesday night. Um, I think that that John's going to try to stream the postgame press conferences tomorrow uh, of uh, – of, um, North Florida and Bellarmine. So look for that on all the Sea of Red channels. Um, and then we'll do post games after the games. And uh, hopefully, if we're still alive on Thursday, we'll be doing a pregame post game show. And if we're still alive on Sunday, we will do a long pregame and uh, hopefully a long post game show as well. So, um, as always, subscribe, like, do all that stuff. Thank you, everyone who has uh, tuned in this year. This has been so much fun just talking about Liberty basketball. Another incredible season. This team started in the 80s in Ken Palm. They're in the 40s. I mean, it's just, you can't talk enough about what an incredible job Richie McKay has done to build this program up and, and get it to the level that it's at. And and that high of a net and no quad one wins. That's pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bradley today won their conference uh, regular season, and Northwestern looks like a legit top 25 team. Let me get pretty really Southern Miss won the Sun Belt. Like, Liberty played a ridiculous yeah. non conference that we all complained about, and uh, myself included, in, uh, in October. So, I guess you never know. But again, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, we'll see you Tuesday night. Uh, you'll see me sick to my stomach uh, talk about the game, but we'll look, <laughs> we'll look forward to it then. Have a great night, everyone. <laughs>